Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 101. On this episode, we break down the highly exclusive Drew Estate Liga Privada number 10. So as always, sit back, listen, and enjoy. In the back of my dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got that one on recording. Did you? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> also, lyrically, real dumb. Real fucking dumb. It's very lazy writing. When you listen, <laughs> when you listen to a song and it's got all the music, it's cool, right? When you just read the lyrics, you're like, I wonder what they're saying. Yeah, what the and fuck is no that about? Music, That's it's fucking ridiculous. It's every Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Oh, dude, yeah. It's like, I don't get it. I mean, I know Anthony Kiedis has spent the majority of his life on some sort of drug. Yeah. But come on, dude. Far departure from reality. I can't finish it. Am I the only one that thinks that his brother in Power Man 5000 is better than him? I like his voice better. Yeah, it's way cooler. Yeah. It almost has like the same raspiness, but way cooler music. Worlds collide, man. Yeah, it's a good song. I play that at the gym all the time. Yeah. Oh, I, awesome. to, I used to, too. I get pumped up, and then I usually just kick someone over. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> throw 300 a, them. <laughs> throw a five-pound fucking dumbbell at them. <laughs> Speaking of 300, did you see the dude dropkick Arnold in the back? Oh, yeah. Dude, he that was at was, that convention. Yeah, what the fuck? First of all, he didn't budge Arnold hardly. barely moved. <laughs> he barely moved. <laughs> like one foot went forward slightly, and then he was like, did I just get hit by a bumblebee? Like, what like, the fuck was that? It was like that guy drop kicked a tree. It is exactly like he kicked a tree. And Arnold didn't move at all. And then I love how his bodyguard, who is significantly larger than him, grabs the oh, kid by the neck. Oh, immediately grabbed him, yeah. It's like, dude, that guy could literally squeeze your neck. And you'd be dead. I wish I could. Like, someone drop kicks him and he's just like, Oh, that's fantastic. I can't even do it. It's really, it's, yeah, yeah, that's a hard voice to practice. I, I know a lot of people do it, but I've never really got the Arnold thing down because it's just everybody does the get to the chopper. Yeah. And all that. It's like, dude, if you're going to do something, do it from Conan. That's all I'm saying. Dude, Conan was one of my favorite Fucking movies. Barbarians. Both of Amazing. them. Amazing. The Destroyer and the Barbarians. Yeah, but the acting is so ridiculous. Oh, it's horrible. pretty bad, yeah. But they're great movies, but it's just so... Yeah. It was like Arnold when he first started. I think, wasn't that his first movie ever? His no. first major production? His first movie, he was in a Rome movie, and they dubbed an American voiceover because they said his voice wasn't fitting for the movie. And now he's like the biggest movie star in existence. Pretty much. Shows those directors. Yeah, he didn't. They didn't use his actual voice in that mo- that Rome Rome like movie. Could you just imagine his mouth, the aneurysms of like, <laughs> but it's just dubbed <laughs> it's dubbed English from like you know a fucking high school professor. <laughs> yeah. Just him gargling the whole time. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. Here, before we start, I want to do a cheers. This is a cheers to us. Uh, yeah. Um, today's sponsor is Bon Vive. Bon Vive. Mm-hmm. There's a little whale tail on the end, too. Now, I I'm, that. now I'm drinking the pear elderflower because I'm slightly homosexual. Um, 
I'm only slightly less homosexual than you drinking a clementine hibiscus. Like the pear elderflower is like the perfect. I like how they match the actual flavor of the drink with a flower. Like I don't taste a flower, but I taste a clementine. Yeah. You probably taste pear, but probably not an elderflower. I don't even know what an elderflower is. I don't know. But let's cheers real quick. Mm -hmm. Cheers to us. Tink. Episode 100 was absolutely phenomenal. Thanks, everybody, for listening. What an on-the-fly episode. It was an on-the-fly episode. It happened to be the biggest episode in our existence, like, times three. That's wild. It was that big. So thanks, everybody, for listening. That was awesome. And thanks, everybody, who supported the launch of our website. Yeah. The website, the Hot Ticket Weekly, is live and functioning. HotTicketWeekly.com. Did we find some bugs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Did, did we, we address f- them? Did, uh, immediately. 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 Everything's functioning, running. We've already started on this like weird, let's move into the next thing. Yeah. There's really no stopping us now. The momentum no. is all in our way. I literally launched the site right at five. And I crashed on the patio and laid on the ground. I, so weirdly enough, it's funny that you said that because Lauren came home around 5.15-ish. And so the site had just lost. When she walked in the door, I was laying flat on the carpet. <laughs> Dude, I was, she was like, are you all right? And I was like, I just need a moment to take a breather. Last week felt like one of those like marine boot camp things. It was intense. It was a it was lot of intense. hours. There was people that I work with that knew that I was like i would say abnormally tired yeah and just very like i couldn't get my shit together usually i'm real sharp at yeah. work and i struggled with my sharpness a little bit because i was sleeping like four hours a night <laughs> i just yeah. were like i remember one night i was on the back patio smoking and lauren's like when are you gonna come up to bed and it was probably already at this time around 10 30 i was like be up there about 1 1 30 and i did i didn't lay my head down the pillow till 1 30 people it, it mattered crazy. so much that we launched at that date on that time and we were going to do what whatever had to be done that i was drinking coffee at 10 and 11 o'clock at night yeah just to up real, until 1 30 or 2 just to roll through it just yeah. to get it done the cool thing is is it's live and then we have a bunch of cool stuff that's going to be coming i know i mean it's it's just going to take off like a like a bad eighty hill. Yeah, like a perielder flower. Like just a little hibiscus <laughs> clementine. <laughs> it's pretty fucking awesome, though. I'm really excited for everything that we're doing. Yeah. And weirdly enough, we're recording this now on Saturday night, and we've been working for three hours. Yeah. Roughly. Did a cigar review in between. Yep. Which is going to be on this podcast, which is a really special cigar. Very special. So it's like, you know what I didn't want to do? I didn't want to fucking... Uh, climax episode 100 and then fall asleep into cuddle mode in episode 101 right we had to keep the momentum right so ride the wave so i knew i knew we were gonna blow a load in 100 but then i'm right back to beating it for 101 yeah just right back to pound town and trying just to fucking get another like, one out. That wave, Chris, man, we got through the half pipe and we came through the half pipe. It was like, you get back and you're just like, and Dude. we did this major transition into the next fucking crest, man, and just <laughs> kept writing it. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, so some cool things are happening in Dayton. The KKK decided to show up, uh, which is absolute fucking garbage. Now, this has been a topic around Dayton and the United States like for an entire last two weeks, right? Yeah. There's a lot of anticipation that this thing was going to happen. The Ku Klux Klan in Indiana got permits to come over here. They expected, which is weird because I thought they expected more. Like I was thinking like there's going to be an army of KKK members. Well, I was members. told 
that there was 300 tickets sold. To the to the KKK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 300 G- tickets sold. G- general seating, guys. These are grass general seats. Se- <laughs> These are grass yeah. seats. Yeah. You don't get to sit on the steps of the fucking courthouse. <laughs> 300 tickets sold. You're on the sidewalks. Um, yeah, so I think that was like estimated somewhere around like 20 people showing up where I was like, well, that doesn't seem profound. Nine people. <laughs> and hundreds of protesters. My thing is, is I think what that does is it represents the reality of how stupid something like the KKK is. You got nine members that show up. Yeah. Yeah. Worthy fucking cause. The preservation of white history and whatever fucking bullshit that I'm they... I'm convinced it was just literally two families. Probably was. And they were probably super trash. It was probably two families that, let's be honest, probably didn't share a last name, but probably shared DNA. Ooh. If you know what I mean. Ooh. Also, Indiana is the fourth, I think it's the fourth, fourth highest ranking incest state in the country. Yeah, we had Jim. I'm ashamed to say Ohio is right behind We me. had Jim and Millie from the Kentucky chapter come up here with their family of four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do they even say? Like, who says what at a KKK like, rally? It's, it's, it's like an amateur band that books like a uh, fucking bar night and like only their family shows up to watch them. Yeah, it's exactly what it's like. And so weird too that you pick Dayton of all places because here's the thing. I'm not saying that Dayton is like an ultra progressive city, but there's plenty of people around here that are anti-racism and anti-KKK sure. and that are more progressive. It's like, do you didn't think you're going to be outnumbered? Like, or do the numbers not matter? Like, I don't, I can't make sense of why. You know what I mean? Like, why here? Why now? Why nine people? Yeah, I don't like. I could literally go up to each one of my neighbors and probably rally around more. Listen, not, more KKK members walking through my neighborhood than listen, they brought with. Is them. it really that hard to reach double digits? <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. You know what they need to do? What KKK podcast? Oh, dude, yeah. outreach program. Yeah, <laughs> KKK podcast pod KKK ASD. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what a text message would be like with a Ku Klux Klan member. It's like, so you come to the rally? Uh, yeah, I'll be there. And then he responds, KKK. KKK. You do that sometimes. I do. I, accident- I accidentally, accidentally hit too many, many Ks. Ks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of being on text message chains, so this happened to me the other day. And even Lauren, when I told her, she's like, oh, no, they texted the wrong person. Oh, no. So I got lumped in on my work phone with a group of people with numbers from all over the place. And it was like, Jake, thanks so much for dinner. And like posted a picture. We had such a good time. It was a great time catching up. And they're like, Oh Jeff, we wish you could have made it. Hope China's going. Okay. Like hope you're having fun. And it was just a random group of people. <laughs> so, you know me, you said some, of course I did. I kept having a conversation with these people and I was like, dinner was great. Thanks so much. I'm so, I, I love you guys to death. I'm so glad we got a chance to see each other again. And everyone's like, it was real good. Clark. Like it was such a good time hanging out with you. you. Were I'm like, Clark. I was, I was somebody, I can't remember the name, but I'm keeping the text message chain going because what I'm going to do is I'm going to build, I'm going to gain these people's trust. Yeah. So I'm going to build this cyber relationship with everybody in this text message chain. And they, they know me. I don't know them. Yeah. But through a series of methodical questions, I'm going to find out my own existence yeah. and who I'm supposed to be in this. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to exploit it. And I'm going to do it over the course of like months. 
So I'm going to just play into this. I'm going to slow roll it. Very methodical. Yeah. And I'm going to build this Gain trusted trust. relationship yeah. with all these people. And then, and then I'm going to drop a fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fuck them. So we're in the infancy stage right now. I'm happy to report. But I'm thinking in like a month, two months, three months time, I'm going to get dick pics from every one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every one of them. Jane, send me your tits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to do something unruly. I just haven't figured out what yet. Well, what's going to happen is HR is going to call in Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be like, so uh, we were told you sent dick pics. And I'd be to... like, fuck, I'm a coworker. I totally misrepresented that. And he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> Well, we said we were told, and we have evidence to prove it, that you sent yep. your dick to one of our customers. Now, here's the thing: if they turn around and go, he goes, "That's not my number," <laughs> and they someone interrupts the text message, I'm gonna send a picture of my literal butthole <laughs> and just go, "Gotcha," and the O is gonna be my rectum, <laughs> dude. You 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 develop a serious relationship with I'm someone. going to I'm going to yeah. I will build the trust they will be my best friends start flirting it's like oh the next time you're in Chicago you gotta I'm, come I'm by I'm gonna do it and I looked up the area codes too to see where everybody was from oh couple, yeah there's a couple people from Minnesota and then there was like one area code that was I think it was Jeff's it was like a 312 and that was a guy in China I'm with Jeff at the bar this is you got your company's covering this tab right these <laughs> <laughs> shit like that that's what I'm talking about <laughs> Accidentally wrecked up quite a charge. <laughs> you got this, right? It's all right, Jeff. <laughs> you could pay for that in your gold coins. Oh shit! Yeah, it was it was actually really fun to do. But anyway, uh, Ku Klux Klan on your way out. Yeah, fucking nine members strong. Good job. I know. I wonder if they only got nine members because like the other thousand members were like, "This is stupid." Why well, do a fucking rally? It's either that or you just don't have that many members. Yeah. Or it's just nine really pathetic people that have nothing better else to do. But the fact that they got a permit with the city to do it and only nine showed up is just pathetic. It's like, that's it? That's it? Yeah. I mean, has anyone seen A Time to Kill? There was like fucking hundreds of them in A Time to Kill. That was only like 20 years ago. Dude. Now we got nine? Pathetic. It's pathetic. Anyway, so this is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. This is kind of cool. So we do have some current eventes uh i thought this was interesting if french mayor hands out free viagra so village will procreate now here's yes. the issue it's a uh it's a small village of 600 some odd people Perfect. south of paris the mayor who runs the village mm -hmm. is offering up viagra to procreate because basically the town is in like if they don't get a population increase they can't sustain the school district now 650 people how big is your school you could have school in a basement, probably, really, right? if we're being serious. 650 people is not a lot of people, right? And how do you have a mayor of 650 people? You just need a person to you know, manage things. But anyway, so he, his solution to the problem was to get people to start fucking. So anybody between the age of 18 and 40 mm -hmm. who is in prime birthing, you know, And the, let's be biology, honest, the ones up in the, towards the 40s are going to need a little help anyway. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious if like everybody just took the Viagra and just started wearing condoms? <laughs> so they're just fucking hard, but just not just shooting blanks. Well, then they then there's a new policy that someone has to basically notarize the the uh, uh, sex. Yeah, someone's got to stand there and like 
make sure it happens. Oh, yeah, they're doing it. We need a proctor. Hey, pull it out real quick. Is I want to make sure you're not wearing a rubber. <laughs> Let me see your dick. Let me G- see it. Give me your dick. Pull it out. <laughs> I thought it was really strange. But you know what? I admire somebody who takes the health of his town so seriously. You you come. You As for sure. You came inside of her. Hold on. Pull away. Okay, kick, put your ass in the air. I'm going to open up and see, <laughs> see if it's in there. They got some drips. No, you got to hang upside down. That needs to go through the cervix. So disgusting. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine? It's so strange. It's strange to me because it's like, of course this is in France. Of course. It, this couldn't happen anywhere else. I'll take some free Viagra. And I think that's what people are probably going to do, but... The mayor has already responded to his plea for people to get it, and no one's gone to the city office to pick up their Viagra. And I don't know if it's out of embarrassment or whatever else. There's going to be a lot of people walking around going 6 to 12. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. Hard as a fucking rock. A lot um, of flag staffs. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though, is it brings up another topic. I was talking about this yesterday with Lauren, and I heard this statistic. It was like, in so many years, like uh, this is specific to the United States, that, I mean, if you, I think you can see it online. You can actually see the birth rate versus the death rate. And one has always outweighed the other, meaning that the birth rates are, or birth rate has always outweighed the death rate. More mm-hmm. people being born than people dying. That, they suspect that that trend is going to reverse very soon because the millennial generation and generations younger aren't interested in having kids to the same rate that baby boomers were, no. right? They're not having four kids. 30s and a, lot, a lot of them aren't even having kids at all. Yeah. So they were talking about that that trend's going to reverse. Well, I looked at it and was like, great, because I've already been thinking about population control for two. I've spent too much time thinking about it. Like, well, how do we get rid of two thirds of the population, which I know needs to go? Do we do it Thanos style? How do we do it? <laughs> do we do it like selective breeding? How does it happen? Like breed out the stupidity, essentially. Or do we just put people down, at, you know, point blank? Just- I liked Bill Burr's method. What was that? His his was something like he said like eighty five percent or something like that. Yeah, and he was like saying he's like uh, you got to fill out a form, and if you don't have a pen, you're already out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're already. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty good. That'd be a lot of people. <laughs> be a lot of people gone. I do agree with it though. So it's like it's something that I've always thought very seriously. I was like, well, what do you do if just there's just too many fucking people on Earth, right? Like China's had that problem. Japan is yeah. having that problem, kind of. India is exploding in terms of population. So it's like, how do you control it? Well, if society controls it, then we no longer have to do anything about it, right? Like if that trend reverses, the problem is, is apparently there's supposed to be, or speculation, allegedly, a really huge economic impact to the negative as a result of that happening because of like the power swings, meaning that the super rich versus the super poor becomes imbalanced by a decrease in population where things start to apparently start to even themselves out is not good economically the way that I read it. Does it really make sense to me? Not really. Cause my whole thought process is the jobs are lessening anyway due to technology. Why, why is there not a similar thought that if population decreases, that's not a good thing. If there's less jobs and less people. You know, you don't want more people and less jobs because then you have a lot of people out of work. So why is it a bad thing if the population decreases and so does, you know, applicable jobs? And let's think about the earth for a moment. There's the impact Listen, there as well. Do you fart? I, I've been known to shoot some methane in the atmosphere. I time fart. Or two. Everybody farts. I don't care who you are. And guess what we're doing, people? We're destroying the ozone. Yep. 
one little baby at a you time. Wanna, you want to point the finger at what's the cause towards global warming? It's your ass. It is definitely your pooper. It is your, your, your poop shoot. You fucking throw these air biscuits into the ozone. Yeah. Shit's going to start going crazy. That's like grenading the fucking ozone. You think the polar vortex is an anomaly? No. Nope. It's a fucking methane contraption. Yep. It's science, people. Yeah. Look it up. I agree. I think population is a little bit out of control. I think it was. I I am... You know, it's weird because like, I feel like millennials get a bad rap, which generationally you and I are stuck in, but I don't really identify. At, I don't identify millennials. We're at the forefront of it, though, right? Because we're like, we're right in between. We're older. Genics. We're older generation. Yeah. The older generation yeah, millennial. Yeah. Um, And then you have whatever generation below. But you know, those, they get our bad rap. But listen, these kids are onto something. Do I like their progressive beliefs sometimes? No. Do I like their little bitchy, whiny attitudes? Definitely not. Bunch of little fucking cunts running around. Those entitled but pieces. But they're on to something. They're on to something. And whether we like it or not, they're the next generation. And we're going to have to yield to them. That's all I'm saying. Can't kill them off. We could. But we're not going to. So you've got to embrace it. You've got to accept it. I like their idea of not having too many kids. I think it's smart. I'm Although, just saying. you give them Viagra, mandatory, they're like a bunch of humping chimpanzees yeah that's true Dude, you know what doesn't make sense to me is why <laughs> 18 to 40 what 18 year old needs to fucking viagra dude you're gonna he's gonna have to consult a physician as they say on the None. commercials a girl could look at me and i'd get hard <laughs> yeah dude it's it's instantaneous that doesn't make sense i think maybe from 30 to 40 you hand out free viagra from 18 to 30 you just i've always wanted to try it just to see yeah, I've often thought about it, but I know the repercussions. What? I just don't, I don't want to have a hard dick for four hours. Yeah. I, I just mean, don't. I don't want to have a hard dick for four minutes. I can't do anything. I would snap a lot of photos. <laughs> like, check it out. Check Here's it a, out. You have like 1,600 photos on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I do when I'm hard forever? <laughs> <laughs> Just take pictures of it. Photo shoot. Put some fucking little googly eyes on it. Give it a wig. You could. A Do like big, a dress up. Big veiny triumphant bastard. Big old dress up. Um, this next story is. You think it's sad, but it's also kind of cool at the same time. Let me read the headline: Hundred and two year old strangles ninety two year old neighbor to death. Oh my god! The battle of the ages. Literally. Oh, my God. Yeah, both women, by the way. They were neighbors in a retirement home. Yeah. And I guess one was already just fucking... Here's my thing. I guess when you're that old, you just want the end to be here. And you're probably just sad, pent-up aggression. And your fucking little neighbor Betty decides, you know, I'm not going to give Ruth another fucking quarter cup of flour for what her fucking baking needs. What was they it They didn't over? even say. They don't know. And the only thing that she said, the 102-year-old, is that she admittedly killed the 92-year-old by strangulation and hitting with her blunt force object. What? My thing is, is how does somebody so frail strangle someone else? She could be jacked. 102-year-old just fucking She could swollen. be totally jacked. Isn't that crazy, though? The best yeah. part of this article is that the picture of the article is just of an old lady's hands. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like together they just look so frail all big fat knuckles and arthritis now just imagine for a second a 102 year old lady starts strangling you what are you gonna do 
Mm, move out of the way. I'm just gonna laugh. <laughs> She's trying to I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think it's weird that these old, frail, arthritic hands can close the airways of another person, even at 92. It's just odd to me. Like, how do you not? I mean, I guess she did hit her with a blunt force object first, so it probably knocked her out. Then strangulation becomes a lot easier. Martha, you don't massage people's necks from the front. You got to get in the back. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that crazy, though? Old people fucking hate each other. And they cited multiple instances of where this has happened elsewhere, even amongst, like, you know, uh, there was, like, a politician who, or a senator or something, strangled his wife in, like, a fit of rage <laughs> for some strange Jesus. thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And he was, like, 90-something. She was 80-something. Here's the thing. I know he shot her in the head and then tried to stab himself. Yeah. But didn't kill himself and woke up in the hospital. And the first thing he said is, why am I not dead? (laughs) (laughs) How fucked up is that? Dude, shit's bananas. That's like the perfect murder, though. Think about it. Like, most of the time, when people are strangling one one another, there's marks, right? Right. CSI gets involved. They're like, yeah, we found fingerprints and bruising around the esophagus. Definitely some form of strangulation. I'm convinced that if you have a 102-year-old woman who strangles someone, she ain't leaving any fucking marks. Probably not. And someone's going to be like, how the fuck did she die? Well, the thing is, is had she not confessed, I wonder what would have happened. She wouldn't have been charged. And my thing is, too, is like... She like, doesn't have fingerprints at that age. Oh, yeah. They're so wrinkly, you can't identify no, them. it's like Sharpay fingers. Yeah, there's no way. They look like they've just been <laughs> sitting in a puddle for three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's been sitting in the bathtub for over an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point just like mystery killer and fucking barbara next door is just laughing the whole time knowing yeah. she did it yeah but it, and the thing is is like if you, let's just say you are a csi detective are you really gonna go to the 102 year old frail lady next door and go i need a hand swab please <laughs> <laughs> i need to check your fingerprints no, I need to check your, no she wouldn't even be a pre- there would be no suspect they would think the suspect is some crazy dude who walked in the facility strangled this lady and walked out and they'll never find him and all i mean the whole entire time is her poor little fucking neighbor sitting next door in a rocking chair is the one that did it she's the perfect fucking assassin it is old assassins dude that's the way to do it someone needs to make that a movie old assassins <laughs> just fucking old people they're super unsuspecting just in wheelchairs just murdering people. i would like to see the gunfight where they're <sighs> just in walkers fucking firing <laughs> They're moving like half a mile an hour on their fucking little scooters. They can't aim because they have cataracts. So it's just like a bunch of blind firing them in strollers <laughs> with fucking pistols. This is, this is the only thought I have. Old people are dangerous. Betty Wick. They're dangerous. Betty Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Wick. That's fantastic. That's pretty good. Needs to be a movie like ASAP. Yeah, it does. Someone take it and run with it. Because this is a very clever idea. Mm-hmm. I feel as though, and I say this all the time about old people that I see on the road, where you're like, this person's dangerous behind the wheel. What I always attribute that to is they're just trying to kill themselves. True. If you're that old driving around and you're swerving into other lanes, you either have dementia or you're, you're looking, trying to end it. You're looking for a way out. You're looking for a way out. Ooh, Betty Wick, instead of like the dog being killed in the beginning, it's like, Marianne stepped on my petunias. <laughs> what if this is called? <laughs> what if it was called Betty Wick? The only way out. <laughs> Movie title. I would so watch it. Fucking clever. Fucking clever. Betty White lead role. 
Well, she has to be the lead role. She's yeah. also like 107. Yeah, she's getting up there. Yeah. Clint Eastwood needs to be in there somewhere, too. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Just bring totally. every fucking old actor you can find. Totally. Robert Redford, get him. <laughs> dude. <laughs> get all of them. Oh, Charlton yeah. Heston's still alive. Put him in. Oh, dude. That'd all be these, so good. All these old sons of bitches. Just mm-hmm. fucking toss them in there. Yeah. They'd be great. Bill Murray, comic relief. Throw them in. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Betty Wick. Betty Wick. The only way out. <laughs> so good hey but guess what yeah we have a review today we're back with reviews oh yeah that's right and not only do we have a review we have a very very special what i'm gonna call exclusive review today so like i said before episode 100 you think we climax we didn't climax baby we're still pumping we're still pumping along mm-hmm. and this review is indicative of that pump but before we get into it yeah we got to take a quick break yeah we got to take a quick break because i'm gonna chug this bone vive yep and i'm probably gonna take a little leaky leak today's sponsor today's sponsor bone vive Mm -hmm. sparkled seltzer botanical flavors gluten-free no added sugar just right 4.5 abv naturally flavored all right i'm gonna take a quick break we'll be back with you guys in just a minute And we're back. So uh, uh, before we start, uh, just wanted to mention uh, we got a phone call uh, from Bon Vive, and they said um, they are not a sponsor. Cease and desist immediately. And so today's sponsor is not a sponsor. Um, so. And although I'm disappointed in the way they've handled this, their drinks are delicious. I thought it was funny that we didn't get paid for it. Bon Vive. Bon Vive. Not a sponsor. Surprisingly refreshing. Not a sponsor. Um, all right. So we got a review today. This is a good one. Highly, 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 highly anticipated cigar. Not been reviewed a lot. Why? Because they've been limited production. Like less than 10,000. There's not a lot 10, out there. Yeah. There just isn't a lot out there right now. No. There will be soon. But oh, yeah. there's just not right Was now. Was the first release 1,000? The first release was 10,000 total. Oh, I thought it was... 1,000 boxes of 10. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, I want to thank our friend Clark for providing these cigars for us. Thank you, Clark. Clark Kent. Clark hooked us up big time. Fan of the podcast, which I greatly appreciate. He's going to hook us up with other stuff, and I would not take his generosity, but I would on this cigar because it was so important. (laughs) So uh, thank you, Clark, for uh, sending us these wonderful samples of the new Liga Pravada number 10. That's what we're reviewing today. How awesome is that? Yeah. This the ga- goddamn number 10. Isn't this kind of getting choo. a little weird, though? I mean, they're starting to sound like Apple. Mm-hmm. Well, you know they had samples three and four as well back in, like, in the early days. Yeah. They literally, you know what? But I like the simplicity. I'm not going to lie. I like it. Um, so this is kind of like a commemorative cigar, but it will be a regular production cigar long-term. I am going to preface before we actually go into this, that the reason there's limited production is because the harvest and the tobacco that they use for the wrapper is limited so far in production. They are actively trying to grow it to support the line from a broader perspective long-term. That's why they're limited to 10,000. Okay. So it's all about crop generation at this point. Then it'll become an ongoing regular production like you'd see in the T-52 or the number nine, right? Yeah. Um, So with that, Mm -hmm. Chris, it's a good time to get into it 
And I know it's been a while for you. It's been a while. <laughs> but how do we break these down? It's only been two weeks, Corey. I know, but it feels like it's been forever. It does seem a while when we only we skip weeks. Uh, each cigar review is based on our six-point rating scale and broken what? down into three main categories. Construction, burn, and taste. We then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible bonus or penalty points. And then finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of six. Out of six. Six points. Six points total. It's very difficult to do the math. Yeah. I always have to get a calculator, if which you, I otherwise wouldn't have to do out of 10 or five. If you don't know your fractions. Study up. Go back yeah. to school. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, what is it comprised of? Oh, my God, Corey. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, gee, Willikers. Coming out of the Drew Estate factory, obviously. What's the full name for that factory? La Fabrica. La Fabrica Drew Estate. Estate. Uh, the wrapper is Connecticut Criollo. La Gran Fabrica. This is a Connecticut wrapper. Connecticut wrapper. Criollo wrapper. So a change up from the number nine. Change up from traditional broadleaf. Change up from Connecticut shade. This yeah. is something that's a little bit different, which is why this is like a newer crop generation yeah. for them. And that's wrapping a Mexican San Andreas binder. And we got fillers of Nicaraguan and Honduran. We do. And we had this baby in a Toro 6x52. Which, by the way, is the only Vitola you can get the cigar in currently. Yeah. And comes out a rough price point of about 18 bucks. 18 doll hairs 18 for the cigar, which you know what is bucks. probably right in line to where it should be um, in comparison to something like a T52 yeah. or the traditional Liga. Yeah. So, shall we get into it? Oh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. God, so I'm so ready, ready for the cigar. Can I start off by saying that we smoked this motherfucker for over two and a half hours? Yeah, it was a while. Chris is a slow roller when it comes to cigars because you usually get distracted. We were working at the same time, so you are very ingrained in some content development. Yep. I was as well, but also trying to pay attention to the cigar as much as I possibly could, right? Mm -hmm. um, I finished before you, but even mine was roughly two and a half hours. I think the reason this smoked so long, and I think anybody who's had this cigar will understand what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. It is a very dense cigar. It is yep. a six by 52. So it is kind of a traditional Toro size, but I think just it's density. It's packed full of fillers. It's got a very thick wrapper on it. I think the burn time is just naturally going to be a little bit longer than yeah. maybe what we would get in another Toro size, something yeah. somewhere in a six by 50 totally. or six by 52. Totally. Uh, so, with that. I mean, when it come to the construct, when it can come, <laughs> I'm, my brain's on dick mode. Uh, <laughs> because I keep thinking about that Viagra. So the reality is, is this is a very, very rigid cigar. Construction-wise, it is a fat, thick daddy. And I'm convinced that they gave this plant Viagra. It is dark, too. It is dark, and it's veiny. It's very meaty. And it's hard. Like, this thing has been pumped full of Viagra. Yeah. And that said, I mean, fucking oily as shit, though. Yeah, really oily cigar, no noticeable flaws. Hats off to the legal line because they always really make a really pretty cigar. Right. And I love that little black band. I would expect nothing from this cigar. I do too. I like the inverse of what they did in the traditional white band and basically yeah. just kind of flipped everything around. The, I do like the darker the color. The milky cum color. Yeah. I like this darker. Yeah. Not less cummy. Yeah. <laughs> color. Um, I do like the band a lot. I also do agree with you in terms of the construction. Now, it's almost like if it was anything other than that, 
how disappointing, right? Being the fact that it's part of the legal line, like yeah. you just expect the expectation is that it's going to be of utmost quality, that it's going to have a near perfect construction. And if it didn't, I would probably mark, I would deduct points as a result of not being as good as it should be in comparison to the others in the line. Listen, this is an old line. Right. Sometimes to keep it rigid, you got to pump it full of that Viagra. You got to pump her full. Um, I, I don't agree with you in terms of mine wasn't as oily as I expected it to be. And I'm saying that just in comparison to like, if I was looking at, you know, a T52 on a shelf or a number nine on a shelf, I, I just don't think it boasts the same oiliness. And I don't know if that's just because of the wrapper type or if it just hasn't had time to age properly, which I think we'll discuss a little bit further. Um, I wasn't disappointed in it not being super oily, just knowing that it's a, a fairly new cigar. But in terms of everything else, man, it's flawless, fun, yeah. firm, dense, definitely packed full. Construction was amazing. I like the little fishtail pig cap that they have on it, which is pretty, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Uh, visibly and aesthetically is beautiful. So it gets the highest marks from me in terms of construction. If you weren't there, I would have given it more foreplay. Yeah. You just ru- give it a little rub down. Yeah. A little one, two. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you think about the burn overall? So we, we lit this bad boy up. What was the experience like? Consistency. Did it run? Did it canoe? Did it pit? Did it anything like that? Um, it was a pretty even burn uh, for the most part. Um, I have to compare it to the number nine, though, because I just it's a natural progression, right? You go from nine, you go to the 10, and you right. want to know what the difference is on features, right? Just like the iPhone. Has it got a new processor? What's different about it? Right. And so I had to compare it to the number nine. Now, I would say that the I feel like the Connecticut Broadleaf burns better, in my opinion, at least from any number nine that I've ever had. This one had a little bit of unevenness, not drastic, but a little bit. Um, but it wasn't anything hugely noticeable. A couple burn corrections, if you remember, I was sitting next to you. I was like, I'm going to tweak this little thing a little bit. But other than that, it was a really nice, consistent burn overall. But I will say this. When it comes to the draw, this son of a bitch is just like the number nine. Yeah. I just immediately, I remember we took our first hit of it, and all the fucking smoke just flew in my face. It was very full, yeah. And it's like almost like the cigar in its entirety just emits smoke through every single pore of the cigar. (laughs) Yeah. I watched yours when we took our first draw, like just a couple hits. Yeah. Yours was smoking from the cap and the foot. It was just smoking everywhere. I felt like the whole thing was getting ready to combust. Yeah, dude. It was like a, it was like adding oxygen to a fire. Man. It was almost like holding it in my hand. My hand was covered in smoke. Yeah. Just as I was drawing on the cigar. It was wild to it look. It was a little strange. I think part of it, too, is the fact that it's a closed... It's a, I mean, it's closed at the other end. Yeah. And it's clo- wrapped around. Yeah. Um, I think part of that is to do with it as well, because you're burning additional tobacco on sure. those first draws. So I think part of it that was that too because it didn't it didn't do that the entire time. No, like the head of the scar is closed. Um, it wasn't like that through the entirety of the experience. Yeah. It was just really only at the beginning. So I contributed more the factor to you know there's additional tobacco at the end of the yeah. uh, the the cigar that you're burning. But what about the what about the whole test? What is the whole test? We set that cigar down for five minutes, put it back in our mouths. It's still drawing, still smoking. Good. Good hold test. Yeah. It's always good hold test. I it's ha- a pretty black and white experience. I have to preface with asterisks that um, 
There were several occasions where I was performing a hold test that was not a warranted hold test. Unknowingly. There were several moments where I had to, I, I was holding the cigar, but I was working in, in, in parallel. You were intensely distracted. And uh, I may have done like 10 or 15 minute hold tests. Yeah, you did. You did. And <laughs> so I'm that, not going to, I'm not going to get you for those. Right. Yeah. That's, that's definitely 100% on you. That's on me. You walk away from a cigar for 30 minutes. It's going to go <laughs> it out. It has to be dead. Yeah. Like it has to be. So we, when we f- officially announced, uh, to each other, uh, not that it has to be really announced. It's just, hey, Corey, let's do the whole test. Yeah. Um, set the timer five minutes. Picked it back up. Put it in our mouths. Fairly. No fucking issues whatsoever. No, very flawless. Exactly what I expected. None just picking it back up whatsoever. Towards the end, I did have a, a a weird suffocating moment. Listen, sometimes when blood's flowing through your wieners. Sometimes it's hard to ejaculate, right? Sure. I think mine... Is that true? I don't know. (laughs) But I feel like mine experienced that a little bit towards the end. Interesting. It suffocated itself a bit. Um, And that could be just from... I mean, honestly, this cigar is chocked full of fucking fillers. Yes. Like a lot. It's very densely packed. Yeah. There's no doubt. Um, And that could have been the case, the reason why. But uh, weirdly enough, whenever I expect... um, Whenever I notice that there's like a cigar that is very dense, very tightly packed, I always expect a shitty burn experience. Right. You don't get that with this one, at least from R2. Yeah. Being as rigid it was, chocked full of fillers, really fucking good draw. I just had a couple holding issues as far as it just kind of suffocating itself. But outside of that, great fucking burn, man. Yeah. Great fucking burn. I agree with you. In terms of, I think consistency for mine is probably a little bit better than yours. One thing that is to note is that the ash is beautiful on this cigar. It's fucking way beautiful. Beautiful white ash, very thick, as I would expect. No, really no different than the number yeah. nine in terms of that. It's very similar. in the Actually, in the way that it burned is very, very similar to the number nine and the T52. Yeah. Burned very, very similarly, which I always appreciate in this cigar. Whole test, damn near flawless. Um, the draw was really good. There's points for me where it was a little tight, and I think that just has to do with some the density of the fillers throughout. As I got closer to the end, it seemed like the draw got just slightly bit tighter than it did when and when it was at the beginning. Yeah. But nothing that I was like, wow, if I take one more puff, I'm gonna pass out. It was nothing like that at all. It just was slightly tight. It yeah. wasn't uh, hindering by any uh, any stretch. So overall, in terms of burn, was amazing. To say the least. On par, no doubt, with a number nine thus far. Agreed. Now, perhaps the most important category. What do you think about the flavor? Hmm. I got to do the iPhone analogy again, right? I want to see where the improvements are. Right. What's being changed? What's being improved? Honestly, um, starts off pretty spice heavy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was like being kicked in the face by a donkey. Yeah, it was a very strong upfront experience for at least five to ten puffs. It was actually fairly shocking and a little bit overwhelming. It was. I mean, with, and very unexpected with a number nine or even a T fifty two. I've never, never gotten the, that mm-mm. that type of spice. Right. Um, but it, it was a very short lived thing. Um, and then it kind of opened up to some bitter, smooth sweetness that you sometimes got right with the number nine. 
I will say the number nine was like a roller coaster ride for most of the cigar. There's a significant amount of change ups and flavors. This one, I think, is on the opposite spectrum. I had more consistency in flavor with this one than the number nine, but it was a combination of like bitter, smooth kind of sweetness. Fucking aromatically wonderful, though. Yeah. Like the smell on this I cigar is amazing. But the flavor was kind of like a bitter, kind of mildly sweet cigar. And it stayed that way, honestly, up until like the last 10%. And then it just kind of opened up to more bitterness. But with that said, um, good. Not um, forever memorable, though. Right. Like, it was good. But I was, maybe I was too much on the hype train. Yeah, so this is a very highly anticipated cigar, right? And I'm kind of the same way. Being someone who, despite what some other people would say, let's call them purists uh, of the <laughs> cigar purists, community, yeah. uh, the, nine, the number nine always holds a special place. And I always look forward to every time I smoke it. Yeah. No different than the T52. Um, and, and so I, I'm, I did two things. I com- not only compared this cigar to the T52 and the number nine, as I think most people would, yeah, because that's a I fair agree. comparison to make and within that line internally. I'm also comparing to other cigars I've had as of recent, ones that are memorable. And for me, the flavor just wasn't there. I thought things were relatively muted. I agree with you and your analogy of explaining like the next iteration of the iPhone, what are the new features? And the way that I equated this cigar was like, it's almost like a new model car coming out. When a new, when a brand new model car comes out, you don't buy that year. You buy next year's edition. Why? Because next year's edition is going to have the feedback from the customer and it's going to have some of the upgrades and it's going to have some of the tweaks and it's going to have some of those fixes put into place. You don't buy the new model year car. This is the new model year car to me. I just think it in terms of the flavor just to seem to be very muted and almost bland. I could tell that it was like, it was almost like the demon was in there trying to get out and it wanted to expose itself, but yeah. it couldn't like, I, I knew that it was in there and there's certain times where you said like you get a little bit of the sweet and every single time you said that you said, I'm getting a little bit of sweet and I'm getting a little bit of bitterness. You're not getting these huge differences and swings and flavor and they're not overly impactful to your yeah, palate. Yeah. It just seemed to be muted and almost a little bit confusing to me. I'm hoping that the next iteration of these cigars, as they continue to produce this new wrapper type, that it somehow enhances what I know is great components in the cigar, but I really want an enhanced flavor. I think the new model year just isn't up the par. It just did not... I didn't get the oohs and ahs of this cigar that I was really hoping for. I just didn't. It was just subpar in that experience. Everything else was fucking amazing and yes, flawless it as was. I anticipated. The flavor was just not there for me. And it has always been there for me for the most part. Every once in a while I get a subpar experience with the number nine or T52. And I think a lot of that is just where am I at in my own head at that time? What have I eaten? There's a whole bunch of factors that go yeah. into it. But for the most part, extremely consistent. Always look forward to them. I agree with you. I agree with you in terms of this cigar is not in my head right now going to be overly memorable. No, it's one that I'll look forward to smoking again probably in another year. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think there's too much of an age factor on here. It probably could have sat a little bit longer, 
I don't know that it would have enhanced the cigar flavor to the degree where I would say this went from decent to great. I just don't think it if was If I there. was one of the judges on American Idol, it'd be like, I, you know what I would tell you, number 10? I'd be like, you know what? You're okay, but I think you need to just go back home for a year and really find your voice. Right. Find and, and really find what's, what's special and unique about you and then come back and try again. It's actually kind of a good way of stating it. I do feel that way about this cigar. There's yeah. no doubt all these other components of the cigar that we score on were amazing. You want the flavor to be on par with those things, and it's just not. It's just subpar. Yeah. It just wasn't. I could name 10 cigars off my head right now that I've had even as of recent where I go better, 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 better. I can just go down the list. Mm-hmm. It just didn't hit the mark for me. Yeah. Almost there. Almost there. It's Almost got there. it's got the makings to be good. I don't yeah. know if the recipe has been fine tuned yet. I'm waiting for the next model year. I'm waiting for the 2020 model year to come out. <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. be honest. It's just I just am. I just am. Yeah. It's just the experience that I had. Um, so 18 buckaroonies. Yeah. So that's the component that we need to talk about now, right? You and we anticipated a, a, a high command price for this. I mean, it's fairly in line a little bit more than what you're going to pay for a number nine or t52 these days i have to judge this based on today's price and not future forecasted price right it's a limited run right um we expect that type of supply and demand to warrant a certain price point right right so um that said this it's an 18 dollar cigar is it worth 18 bucks Hmm. Part of me is going to be the optimist in this and say that if you manage to get your hands on a Liga Pravada number 10, don't smoke it. Put it in your humidor. Let it rest for at least 6 to 12 months and then smoke it. So if you manage to buy it for 18 bucks, is it worth it? I'll say yes. With the with the expectation that I wouldn't smoke it now, just because I think if you, I think if you smoked it now, you're gonna realize that it's not worth the eighteen bucks right now. Okay, that's so you think I, that if it does set for a little bit, that it will get. Better I have with age. I have high hopes that those those flavors flavors will really pop in six to twelve months. It's very possible, you know. And and I think so. If you manage to, if 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 someone today literally said, "I have a number 10, I can give you for 18 bucks. It's an exclusive cigar. It's a very limited run. I mean, it's, right. it's very hard to get. So if you have that opportunity, fucking buy it. It's worth the 18 bucks just for the sake of the supply and demand of getting your hands on a cigar that right. not many people mm-hmm. will for now. You're, you're playing with economics in this yes. area. Okay. That's fair. And that said, if you get it, buy it for 18 bucks, just fucking let it sit. Cause if you immediately smoke it, I don't think you'll be like, that was worth 18 bucks. Right. That's fair. So, but that brings us to a question. What did you give it? I said it was fairly priced on today's market for this cigar. Okay. Interesting. Um, I did not score in the same way you did bringing mm-hmm. economics into play. I scored based upon other experiences I've had. I'm also comparing it to the T52 and number nine, yeah, yeah. very closely related older brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's worth $18. Not yeah. at this point. I'm hoping that the next time I smoke this cigar and I get a chance to smoke it, 
down the road, I'm hoping I can come back and say, yeah, that cigar is worth $18 for yeah, sure. Yeah. This one to me is not worth $18. It just, yeah. it isn't. I mean, I again, I can name other cigars half the price right now and consciously in my head I'm going, there's no way I could give, there's no way it's getting a pricing bonus. Yeah. And there's no way I can say it's fairly priced when I'm looking at other cigars on the market that do boast great construction, great burn qualities. This one probably a little bit more enhanced than those. Mm-hmm. But that offer up so much more in dynamic flavors yeah. than this cigar does, which is really at the end of the day, we smoke to experience flavors. Mm-hmm. Those other components that we score on are must-haves to make the con- to they, make the they experience consistent. They always should be prerequisites, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But we're smoking it because we want to smoke something that tastes delicious. Yeah, and this one just didn't taste that delicious. Um, yeah, not in terms of other cigars I have. So I did give it a pricing delta. Okay, yeah. Um. So, what does that bring us totality, Chris? What is your what is your score? Well, brother, for this highly anticipated, very rare and exclusive cigar at this point, but not long term, where'd you end up? I ended at a five point four seven, okay. which is a ninety one point one percent. Okay, I ended at a five point three three, which is an eighty eight point eight percent. Those two scores combined average out to exactly a score of 90%. Yeah. Which I think is based on the experiences that you had and I had is very fair and appropriate for this cigar. Yeah. You want it to I think in the back of your head is like you want it to be more. It demands a higher expectation because of what it is. I mean, regardless of whether or not you're a dick rider or a fanboy of these cigars, they're undoubtedly the number 9, one of the most popular cigars in the world. It has been hailed as one of the all-time greats and always will be. It's in the Mount Rushmore, right? Mm -hmm. You hope that its younger brother is going to shine and produce. It's kind of like, let me use the analogy of the number nine is the Peyton Manning and (laughs) the number 10 is the Eli Manning. (laughs) (laughs) Just close, but not close enough. (laughs) Always going to be hiding in your brother's shadow. Yeah, that's fair. I just think that's where this cigar is now, but I'm... Looking forward to the rest of its professional career. I am too. I really am. And I hope it gets better because I am a huge fan maybe, of all the other ones. Maybe it just needs to be second or third string you know, For a little behind, behind the number Sit nine. Sit on the bench, learn a little bit. Yeah. And get, you know, cu- get your yeah. feet underneath you. Yeah. Get your athleticism there. Get your knowledge, your strength. Yeah. All the great attributes you could bring to the table. You need to hone them and work on them. Yeah, and learn from your bigger brother. Definitely. You there know, it is. That's what it is. I like how you said learn from your bigger brother, and you stared me in the eyes. I haven't learned anything from you in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned what not to do. Oh, that's fair. Well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so I'm here. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> um, there you have it. I'll yeah. provide a number 10. Now, I will say 90 bucks, or 90 bucks. 90% scoring is still a quality cigar. There's no fucking doubt about it. Right. I don't want to, anybody to think that our, our take on the flavor is in immediately like us pinning it as a shitty cigar. Yeah. It is not a shitty cigar. No. It's a good, decent cigar. Right. It's it just, definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I know that it can do better. I agree. And that's all. And we'll leave it there. That's it. That's it. Hey, we don't have any listeners or questions. No. Listener questions or shout outs. Because we've been asked for them in forever. 
I know. But we really haven't had an opportunity to. Not really. It's been a crazy roller coaster of a ride in the past, you know, the recent weeks. Yeah. And it's going to continue. It is not. The crazy thing is, is like, although I think we had this like moment of, okay, well, this weight is lifted off our shoulders all the time and attention we've put into not only the podcast, but the website and everything that we have going on. Now we're both looking at it like, well, now on to the next things that we've decided are going to be equally as important to all these yeah. other things. Yeah. And dare I say it's more work and probably even more challenging. Yeah, it can be. Because some of it's new frontier. It is. Yeah, for you sure. Know, so a, lot of, a lot of the stuff that we're doing is not, you know. I do want to make, this is totally unrelated, uh-huh. but I, I need to tell you how delicious this was in my mouth just a moment ago. Uh-huh. I drank... A birthday cake protein shake earlier. They're yeah. delicious. Yeah. And then I drank the Bone Vive Clementine. I burped time. it up. It tastes like a dream sickle. It's so delicious. What? Every time I burp, it's like the most delicious <laughs> thing ever. It's fucking great. Damn. It tasted so good. It tastes just like a dream sickle every time I burp. Bon Vive, not a sponsor. Maybe you should look into it. Yeah, for sure. I like their drinks. Um, that's all we have for today, man. I know. We got to get back to work. Uh, this episode will be dropping Monday Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And I will say... And I'm going to preface this on anybody who listens and downloads this on Memorial Day. We do have a cigar giveaway coming up. The mm-hmm. details are to follow the following day on Tuesday, which is the 28th. Yep. We will have details on a cigar giveaway. You guys are going to fucking love it. It's dope as shit. It's going to be amazing. Um, that will, We'll put that on social media, on, on the website, mm-hmm. coming Tuesday. No details right now. I don't want to spoil it. No, definitely not. No, definitely don't want to spoil it. No. It's going to be some goodies. It's going to be some real goodies. Dude, we have some fucking work to do. Yeah, we do. We got cigars to smoke. We have some work to do. Yeah. Let's get to it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 101. Goddamn, we made it. And Jesus Christ, thank you for all the wonderful feedback so far. Wonderful site launch and yeah. just all the kind words and all the private messages and yeah, I know I say thank you all the time, and I know there's probably an element of it makes it sound really insincere. It's not, it's insincere. not insincere. Every single time I say thank you to someone who gives us feedback, it is 100% sincere. It's not a formality. I no. really do appreciate everybody who messages in, everybody who emails us, everybody on the Facebook faction, every single person in our lives that has helped us and supported us over a period of time, even if it's like, I'm really proud of you guys from dad or from Lauren <laughs> or from mom. Yeah. It's greatly appreciated. It does not go unnoticed. It is. Like, this is the reason, I mean, think about it. We kind of just doing this for everybody else now. We really started doing this for ourselves. Yeah. And now really we're just doing it for everybody else. It's grown beyond us, bro. It's definitely grown beyond us, which is indicative of the logo change. And we've gotten some great feedback on the logo. I was a little worried because people like seeing our faces. And I know that was a big deal, but everybody said, dude, new logo is awesome. Yeah. And I think it, it hit the mark as far as being all-encompassing of the things that we're doing and not just related yeah, to you It's kind of I. that fun, jovial, old-school vibe that we've always had. And, yeah, it's cool. You know, uh, but we're thinking about changing the brand name to Hot Jicket. Hot Jicket. Yeah, <laughs> someone pointed out that the cursive T looks like a J, and we are now forever be known as a Hot, hot Jicket, <laughs> which is kind of a cool name. <laughs> I'm going to come up with another podcast called Jicket. <laughs> <laughs> getting jig it with it oh <laughs> i think shane said something about that it was really funny but anyway we've got some work to do thanks everybody for listening this is episode yeah. 101 holy shit balls we are trugging along thank you everybody have a wonderful memorial day to the next hundred to the next hundred
or we'll 99. Be- 99 problems yeah. with the bitch ain't one. We will be back at you guys next week with episode 102. See everyone. See ya. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. How can you get a hold of us? You can get a hold of myself on Instagram at the Hot Ticket Pod. You can get a hold of Chris on Instagram at Hot Ticket Chris. Please also, if you could, visit our website, hotticketweekly.com, for news, reviews, interviews, and more. And please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. In addition to being on iTunes, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic, anywhere where you can find podcasts. Again, thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back at you next week.